Do you struggle with a dry, dull, tangled, or itchy beard? Maybe you find little beard hair curls all over the bathroom sink. Have you found that most beard products are too greasy, don't soften your beard, or smell bad in general? If this is you, there is a simple solution to your problem. If you are looking for a change and to level up your beard game, then you need to try Nine Hair Co. Beard Products. These products were created for men of color, all natural and organic premium oils for maximum quality. Nine Hair Co. products will nourish, protect, and soothe your beard and skin. The beard oil is designed for clean shaven to medium beards, while the beard balm is designed for medium to thick beards. Both products relieve itching during growth, adds moisture, and promote shine. Can you use beard oil and the beard balm together? Absolutely, yes you can. For more information on leveling up your beard, click the link for 9hairco.com in the description box below. We got another episode of the radio show ATL The Aftermath on the air. And we got a truly familiar face around this place. This is homeboy from home. We got Zeno from the ZZ Talk podcast back on the show. Zeno, man, what's up, man? Welcome yeah, back. How's it going, man? You know, just trying to look all nice and sprucey for your guests or for your fans, I'm your guests. <laughs> but for your for your listeners and your YouTube viewers, uh, always glad to be back here. Man, absolutely, man. And you picked a heck of a time to come on back because we're going to be talking to an up-and-coming musician by the name of Marley. All right, she's coming out of New York. All right, she's got this new song out called Ghost. And she has her EP out as well. So we're going to get into it about her music and uh, where she's headed in the future. Sounds good. Let's do it. You are now listening to The Radio Show. Uh, and then Zeno's gonna talk real fast about something that Rachel Maddow um, talked about, which is called uh, el elimination redirect. So, no, no, eliminationist rhetoric. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, we got another episode of the radio show ATL The Aftermath on the air, and we have up and coming singer Marley hanging out with us. Marley, thanks for taking the time to come on the show today. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. For sure, glad you could make the time. All right, so um, we're gonna start off talking about um, your start and your love for music. So did, it, did this come from a particular song that you heard or maybe someone in your family was into music? Tell us where your passion came from. Yeah, so I started with music even younger than I could physically remember. So it, the love for music definitely started with my parents. Uh, so my dad started playing guitar when he was a teenager and my mom would jam with him on the bass guitar. So my, I feel like they uh, low-key planned uh, that my brother and I would like be in a family band with them someday or something. It was real cute. So uh, I was singing probably before I could talk. Uh, my parents told me that they were the cool parents who would go to the bar on like a Friday night and bring their like little munchkin child, me. And it would be karaoke night and I would just like start singing. Um, and then my dad started teaching me guitar when I was like eight. Uh, my brother plays the drums. So 
Um, so that's like definitely fam family rooted. And, um, and then I studied music. I kept on, kept on going, kept the dream alive and still going. So yeah, that's a, that is the route you found it. And that's the story of when I first started. Nice. So you, um, so you had mentioned, you know, about playing instruments and then kind of learning about your story. You play several instruments. So I, I'm interested to know um, what was the hardest one to learn and what's your favorite one to play? Oh, totally. Okay. So I have definitely dabbled a little bit in the drums, but with the drums, but that was a bit more difficult for me. Um, staying in the pocket and just being perfectly in rhythm, I can do it to an extent, but not my strongest suit. My stronger suit is going into the melody. So like doing guitar solos, for example, I have so much fun expressing myself with melody or like scatting and vocal jazz. So just getting soulful more on the melody end. Um, I can like play around with rhythms in different ways there. Um, so a harder instrument for me was drums. Um, most fun. Oh, so guitar, I started first. So that would be, uh, most fun in the sense that I know the most and it's like, I learned the fastest with it, but honestly, I studied the harp for a while and I felt like that was a lot of fun as well. And I also play some mandolin, so I'll play like a bit of a bunch of things and piano is always a good time as well, for sure. Man, classically trained in music for sure, because you you just rattled them off, you know, one after one of all the ones that you know how to play. All right. So uh, just to reiterate, we are talking to Marley. All right. She's got a new song out. It's called Ghost. So that's available on all the streaming platforms. She's on Instagram and TikTok at Music with Marley. And her website is Marley.me. Zeno, do you have something here for Marley? Hey, 16. Uh, welcome. Glad to be back on the show. Um, yes, sir. Marley, nice to meet you. Uh, I noticed that your site is Marley with three eyes. Um, oh, yeah. Let's look, at, look for it. So mm -hmm. I'm guessing that's the stage name, Marley with three eyes. Yeah. Um, why the three eyes? So that's a great question. Um, it's, well, my actual name is Marley with one eye, my birth mm -hmm. name. And so I'm a great big fan of Bob Marley. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, my grandma's name, is Marley with an I, so that's how it's spelled. And the three eyes really came in from learning to love my creativity and community. So I kind of form these different worlds in my dream state. And I wasn't really sure how to express it for a very long time, but I, there, I actually have some talks of like, forming a comic around my music. So I'll definitely uh, keep you in the loop about that and like give a little summary of like, what are these states that I speak of with the three eyes? And uh, pretty much one state is like our normal world. And then there's more of an astrological space state of when I'm like in an actual projection kind of example, kind of got a tattoo in that like, kind of vibe of like a solar system with orbits and then another dimension in my mind is like a cartoon kind of animated also kind of like a steven universe kind of situation but um yeah but in more of an animated form and these are just different forms of my imagination that i picture and 
express my creativity around. So I'm still working on like collecting all these visions and portraying them with my music because it does take a big budget to really make make an animated music video for example but it's the process and just like like the way that my creativity is formed so it's just like around these universes so it's like i i i like a third eye okay interesting um for the podcast listeners um the youtube video will be out later this week and you can see the tattoo that marley just showed oh yeah um (laughs) The, I had a follow-up question. So you mentioned that uh, you really like Bob Marley. Um, I listened yeah. to uh, Spill the Tea on mm-hmm. on the website, which is it's not a Bob Marley sound. It's not a, a reggae sound. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, who would you say your primary influences are? I was getting some sounds in there, but I wasn't quite sure which one. Um, I was thinking Alanis Morissette, but I was like, nah, that's not it. But like, who would you say like you've listened to and like that kind of maybe guided your music or it could be no one um but you know only so, hearing your thoughts on that i'm inspired by so many different artists it i have so much appreciation for all genres and i encourage listeners to be open-minded when listening to music in that sense of just like seeing the good in everything because of how diverse music can be in everything uh when it comes to my own music, I have so many influences for that reason. Uh, when I wrote Spill the Tea, actually that first chord came from a root with a Jimi Hendrix song that I learned called Castles Made of Sand. So it has the same beginning chord right there. So uh, I would say, it, of course it branches into like a different kind of style. And I've actually like heard Alanis Morissette as like, someone people see me having a similar vibe to and she's awesome uh but yeah like that first chord I guess some more of the guitar part and that influence of Jimi Hendrix and then to like combine my love of guitar uh I I compare myself or my style to Joni Mitchell uh who played guitar who plays guitar and sings and then also uh, for like newer artists, I really enjoy listening to Napalm from Hiatus Coyote. More like a like blues funk kind of, um, a bit of R and B, and yeah. So those are a couple of a uh, couple of artists that I find influence from, and yeah, and Jimi Hendrix especially too, because I'm a left-handed guitarist as well. So like we play guitar in the same kind of manner. Some pretty good influences. Uh, 16? You are now listening to The Radio Show. I think the trump card here is always going to be Jesus ain't a white hippie. But every (laughs) depiction of Jesus, he's a white hippie. Yep. Oh, and and speaks English. I'm I'm 98% sure Jesus didn't speak English. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. Hi, these are the guys from the ZZ Talk podcast. I'm Zeno. I'm Zeus. We are a podcast of two ordinary guys who talk about everything and anything, including sports, entertainment, politics. As well as an interview or two. Or five. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, or wherever else you find your podcasts. That's the ZZ Talk Podcast. ZZ-Talk Podcast. Like and subscribe. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, Mara, so let me, 
let me ask you about um, concerning your EP, Awake and I. So comparing what you did on that project to your new song, Ghost, as well as any other new recordings that you, you know, that haven't been released, can you feel like your growth as an artist uh, from when that came out to where you are now from a maturity standpoint? Can you notice the difference? Definitely. Yeah, and I can elaborate on that as well. Like my my structure for my lifestyle like in my creativity has definitely changed in so many ways. So from a songwriting standpoint, I started out just like writing a song just from from ideas in my mind or just like my emotions at the moment and I just kind of put them all together for like what I had the resources to record. So anything that I could get recorded and and studio ready or yeah, so like record ready. I was just like, okay, like anything I could get for this EP because I just want to like release something and show the world like what I, some of the things I've been making. But in reality, I have so much music and music is like a time capsule in that sense of I'll write a song and it's like art it could take any amount of time to make and fully create, especially as an independent artist. Um, so now I have so many songs and I am more strategically putting them together in for my first album that I'm going to be calling hold your hopes. And so, so I'm also taking like the titles of these releases. So like awake and I, hold your hopes. So I'm actually going in a route of building a long sentence and I, um, and I can even divulge like, or go further into detail about like how it's going to go. But, um, but my mom's from Peru. So I'm going to eventually flip a switch on my EPs and albums and start just turning that sentence into Spanglish. I have like ideas of, okay, this is like, what's going to be next. So I'll even, Maybe I'll even drop the third album right here. So, um, so awaken I, hold your hopes, and la vida incognita. So that's uh, in the unknown life. So and be like I, awaken I, hold your hopes in the unknown life, and I'll just keep on going as like because I have these things planned out now strategically years in advance because of just how I understand the way that it should just have way more thought into. When, like I should have more thought into the process because that's how there's true compassion and genuine care in the music. And so that's the songwriting standpoint, just the songwriting standpoint. And then for like the live production, I, for like when I'm in concerts and stuff like that, I started out with just me and my guitar, just acoustic guitar singing. And then I built this into having a band with me. So having a drummer and a bassist and the drummer can have effects as well, like aux effects. And then I'm starting to like put in lights into the lighting into the game and also putting in, starting to put in like screen projectors. So just like building that hype in the live production as well. And then also in my merch, like I didn't always have that. And now I'm starting to drop merch for each release. Definitely check it out on uh, www.marley.me, Marley with three eyes on me. Definitely got to <laughs> put that plug in there, right? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's so many aspects. And then as a musician, just learning new songs, right? Like, like 
learning a new song is a milestone. And then you learn more and more difficult songs over time. And then you realize your progress over that time. It's, there's just so many ways to, to grow and, and see new, reach new heights, right? When in music, and I believe it's like this in many passions. So I get very passionate about the music and the growth of it and everything. I, I want to, sorry, Sixty, I just want to touch yeah, on something. Yeah. So you had mentioned how, like, um, your performances have changed over time, you know, yeah. starting from acoustics to more like having more of a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I see on your site, uh, Marley 3 I said me, that you've performed in, uh, like, many places. So throughout New York, uh, Lisbon, mm-hmm. I believe, Boston, yeah. Pennsylvania. Um, out of all of those, what's been your favorite so far and why? Okay, so um, there's so many awesome ones. I'd have to say either Lisbon or San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco was more recent, so I'm not sure if that was on the list. I might have to update the site, but uh, I'll start with Lisbon because that one occurred first. Um, That was the first time I was in Europe and I performed at a music festival called Nost Alive. And the the aura of the festival is just amazing and the vibe of it all. So I was flown out and yeah, just, I felt super blessed because I never knew when I could actually get myself to Europe um, just because I just started from, from just being a singular person and like having to work as soon as I can to save money and stuff. So um, I never knew if I could like afford it, how, like they have the means to get there. So it was just so cool that this festival wanted me to perform and everything. And just like seeing a space so different than New York was just, but then like just so wholesome and, and just adorable. Lisbon is just adorable. (laughs) The food is so good. And the wine, the green wine is definitely one to try. So um and then yeah just like the energy of meeting all these people at this festival was super cool and so i just love that and then um the reason i was in portugal actually for that show i didn't just like know someone i won a contest yeah i know it's like i i won this contest i saw an ad on instagram and they're like like are you a musician sign up for a chance to win a trip to Portugal to perform at this festival and I was like looking into it and you had to apply with like a SoundCloud demo and it had to be a Portugal the man song live in the moment so this band Portugal the man has uh has some songs on the radio and stuff so I'm like oh I've heard of them like I'll give it a try and my demo actually ended up winning it was chosen by the band Portugal the man and so over time like it actually goes full circle because this actually happened. This happened in 2019, but more recently, I was invited to play a show in San Francisco for uh, an event with Salesforce's Dreamforce annual conference, and I ended up opening for Portugal the Man. So it was like a full circle moment, and they totally remembered when I applied for that uh, contest, and I was like, "You don't know how much." I am grateful for you guys because I maybe would have just never been able to go to Europe in my life if it wasn't for you. Like that's just such a, like an impactful moment that like you chose my song. 
And I mean, I definitely got to get back to Europe ASAP because it's such a beautiful place. But I feel like the travel aspect along with the community and fan engagement are two major key points of like what makes the best energy for me. So I definitely got to go on tour again. And I do plan to go to London next month. So if you follow my, my Instagram and TikTok at music with Marley, three eyes, uh, you'll definitely see. <laughs> it's hard to plug when like it has so many eyes. I should have thought of that one, but people will remember. Yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, you are now listening to the radio show. Why are you gonna make me cry? Did, did you gonna make me cry? <laughs> I mean, we all we all like skin on here. We can't help it. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. So yeah, yes. so um, I just want to point out to Marla that uh, what you were mentioning about the like the song titles leading into a sense that's some real innovation. That's stuff you don't hear like every day or at all for someone to put that much uh, you know thought process into where you're headed. Like you know, most people are in the moment with that, and you're looking ahead already to the next and to the next. So that's it's something to be said about that. So thank you. And, and yeah, no problem. So another stuff that you were talking about performing on tour and everything. So what would you say is the most challenging part of being an artist? Because there's some people who just assume you ro- you roll in the studio, you know, you do a song and, it, you know, it's far more than just something, you know, that people figure is easy. So um, what was something about that where you yourself thought it was going to be easy, but it was more work than you expect? It was definitely always hard work. Um, even when I started out first with guitar, I was about eight years old and I remember just feeling so uh, what's the word I just I definitely felt impatient about it in the way of like I always thought and sometimes I'll get this feeling it's like oh I just want to be as successful as possible and just be at the top and you but you just can't just get to the top like doesn't work like that unless you're very very fortunate and know the right people but uh and maybe if you have a ton of money already but uh for me it's like the reason why i felt like that when first starting guitar is because i was starting to get used to the frets and my hands would start my fingers would start getting these huge blisters and it would be very painful and they'd turn into calluses so it's like i feel like that uh, that experience of starting out with the guitar, which not everyone does. Some people like will just sing, which and all power to singers because I sing too. It's like it's so it's so special and heartwarming to have words as well. So every instrumentalist and singer has like something really cool to offer. But I feel like the guitar humbled me real quick, like from the start. Like okay, if I'm gonna do this, like I'm committing, like like my hip I'm feeling like a physical change in my body like at least like from the hands and then eventually I got a lot better with the guitar and everything so but then I started to like notice these hurdles like within the music industry right like okay um like I want to be renowned and successful and I need to figure out what the what that definition is for me or like what what signifies resembles success like what does that mean because it could be anything and then so like finding those intentions 
And as I'm doing that, I'm thinking, I just want people to listen to the songs, you know, and, and people do, but like, it's, I learned eventually, like, can't compare yourself to anyone too, because everyone has their own journey. Yep. And yeah, so I feel like everything that, fe- anything that feels like a struggle really is a lesson and it's a blessing. Yeah, that's that's good advice. That is true. So, again, uh, we're talking to Marley. All right. So she's got a new song out, Ghost, uh, that's available on all the streaming platforms. So Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, wherever you stream your music. Mm -hmm. She's on Instagram and TikTok at Music with Marley. That's Marley with three eyes. All right. And the website is Marley.me. Zeno, do you have something else for the talented Marley? Yes. A a few more questions. Um, So... Uh, you mentioned, you know, starting from eight, you know, getting calluses on your fingers, playing guitar mm-hmm. and all that. So obviously it's a passion, right? Because you wouldn't go through all that for that long. Um, how do you balance um, pursuing this passion with having a day job? Because you mentioned on your site, uh, Marley.me with three eyes, um, that uh, you have a, a day job. I think it was a CRM or something to that effect. So how do you balance those two, trying to go after your your aspirations with still carrying on that job totally so i do in fact have a day job in tech so i work for a data management company called own backup and we provide tools for organizations to keep their data organized and their business continuity going so it's really cool to work during the day and impact businesses that i've seen ads for on tv right like some of them are bigger companies and uh and like significantly making a difference in their lives but then also going back home and like having the creative aspects of my own life and being able to provide impact to my listeners and fans so i'm just in a way impacting people all day, every day. It does get a little tiring. It's like having two jobs, you know, or yeah, working overtime. But um, at the same time, it is a really great way to meet people and network and also keep me afloat and like fund my own music so that I can be independent and a DIY artist and own all the rights to my music, which not every artist has the privilege to do, you know, so it's like sometimes artists can't release music at all because there's no funding. And that's how I started out actually. Uh, So I definitely worked really hard to get a job in STEM and definitely changed my life when I did, because now I can collaborate with my day company, like own backup and then my music side, Marley. And I can like work with my company to like, get certain gigs or sponsorships going. So it's definitely a really unique way and definitely not what every artist does, but I'm glad I found my way into this realm. You are now listening to The Radio Show. So you mentioned um, like wanting to have a career in STEM and all that. And... um, also in your profile or in your bio on, on that site, um, you mentioned, um, what was it? Advocating for inclusion in STEAM. I was like, wait, did she mean STEM? And then uh, it said that the A stands for arts. So um, so STEM for, for those who 
aren't aware is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And then the A in, in there is arts. Um, is that, was STEAM like a, a known concept or is that something you came up with? Like what's the genesis of that? Because that was the first time I had read STEAM. Totally. So the first time I found out about STEAM and great eye for pointing that out. So sometimes I won't even start. Like it's good to have, awesome to have these conversations because sometimes I'll just assume like people just think of STEM and forget about STEAM, but I do advocate for STEAM. And so the first time I heard about it was from a scholarship program when I was in college for women in STEAM from Harmon JBL's A Thousand Dreams Fund. So essentially what this scholarship program was, um, it's hosted by JBL, like the, the speaker and headphone sound company and then and Harmon owns JBL. And so they work with the Thousand Dreams Fund, a nonprofit to help women in science, uh, um, yeah, science, tech, engineering, uh, arts, and math. And I like to think slash music, but um, so anything in STEAM, so it could be creative. Um, so the fund helps women in STEAM achieve our dreams. So we present business ideas and um and just what we want to do after college and so i studied some audio engineering when i was in school so that i actually produce my music not only write record but yeah i produce it as well and i'm very proud of that and it's not easy so i got my chops from college from an independent study and my dream was to be able to have the means after graduating to keep making music. So like having stereo monitors and an interface and a mic and all the resources that are necessary that cost quite a bit. And so I applied and was very fortunate to get that grant. And so I was able to have my dream come true from that. And so I love to be a mentor however I can especially like in the audio engineering space where there's less representation um, and inclusivity of women and people of color and then also um, in tech as well like now that I've branched into working with CRMs and ERPs and in the data world so anything I can like provide uh, light and insight on I love to communicate with people about that and see where we can partner and thrive together and grow together well cool. uh, 16 I'm gonna kick it back to you but I have one more question and then close yours um, yeah. first of all I wanted to, to concur with what he said um, about how um, how interesting it is that you planned out like three albums yeah. out even like you know, the, the mm -hmm. pathway but I think that's that's pretty cool. Um, what I wanted to ask is, what does success look like for you? Like, wh where do you hit, and then you're like, you know what? I feel like, you know, I've, I feel good. Like, like I've, I've made it. And that doesn't mean that that's the end goal, but like, but where is that baseline for you? Oh, I have so many goals. I would say like the top couple at the moment. Um, and who knows when I'll achieve them, but hopefully soon we'll manifest it. Um, so I'd say 
getting a sync placement. So like having my music on a mo- in a movie soundtrack or TV show, commercials, uh, getting into that uh, that world of music. And then also another goal is hitting uh, hitting a million plus streams on uh, streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music. And then another would be to someday uh, play SNL or like win a Grammy or both, you know, it's like those staple, staple milestones. But um, what I know at the moment is, although the future could be unclear, the thing to do to, to progress into that direction is to celebrate every milestone, to every good thing that happens, be mindful of that and keep bringing in that energy so that more and more good happens and then we'll see someday we'll get those goals going and yeah that's the bucket list that's that's a wise message uh 16 yeah that's a good that's a good mentality to have you know where uh, a lot of people don't celebrate in the moment uh what might be to some small achievements but to you big uh achievements so it's good that you kind of uh you know take the moment to recognize yourself for all right I got here next is here and here. So that's, that's, that's a really good thing here. So you are now listening to the radio show. Oh, what I'm looking for. Yes. Can't let go. Can't fucking let go. That was it. Can't let go. You know what I can let go of? This segment. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. But what do you want um, your listeners to come away with? after listening to your music? Because some artists will say, okay, yeah, I just want people to have a good time and toss on something and be able to pass the time by listening to me. But for you, uh, based on like your answers, is there something deeper that you want people to pick up on when they're listening to you? Oh, I mean, for sure. I love to have, I love to place eccentric energies into my music, like just deviating from the norm, getting unique and quirky with my sounds but when it comes to the takeaway for the listener i hope that brings an open-mindedness to anyone who listens to my music like hey like that's different and i like it and i want to hear more of it like and just opening i hope that opens doors for my listeners to like maybe like get into some jazz or or funk or or like any type of like new experience even beyond music like oh i want to try something new um and then also i i mean aside from that i really would love for my music to be a vice for my listeners to paint their own pictures so anything that my music could help inspire my fans to do and experience and envision that that is really cool for me to just like help my listeners go through their life experiences whether it's good times or hard times like as long as we all get through it like i'm so proud of how awesome my fan base is and and i make music not just for myself but for them nice and i and i can um i could vibe with what you were saying you know about just uh, being able to make music into a time capsule because a lot of times when people listen to songs, it takes them back to whatever point they were or maybe when they first heard it or what they were dealing with at that point in time. And then 
sometimes people will say, oh, well, maybe it's a bad time, but maybe it's like a good memory. They listen to it and they say, I was listening to that Marley song when I was having like the best day I ever had. And every time I listen to it, it takes me back to that good day. So that's a great outlook and a positive way of looking at it. All right. So one last thing here, Marley, we talked, we discussed a lot of things here with you and somehow it's possible that we could have missed something. So do you have any up upcoming projects, any other social media, anything that we might have missed that you want to take the opportunity to give voice to? Because we don't want to miss anything, you know, pertaining to it. Totally. So I am a music teacher. I teach voice lessons, piano lessons, and guitar lessons. And I can teach these one-on-one -on -one or via Patreon. I have tutorials so I actually just launched that I'll send you the link so you have it so when you post it it can be linked there yeah. but yeah so I am having I love to like really get involved with my network and my fans so anyone who wants to learn an instrument with me and like see how else music can be loved and experienced like I've I'm your gal. You are now listening to The Radio Show. If you post something on Facebook and you talking like paragraphs of shit about somebody, tag them! You're listening to The Radio Show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. We got this thing that we do with our guests to open them up and see how they do as far as, um, I guess you could say decision making. So we got this little game Ooh. called Don't Act. This little uh, game right, cool. called Don't Act. All right, so let's, let's get into the first one here. All right. So, Marley, which one of these would you be less likely to share with somebody? Your fries or your phone charger? <laughs> fries or phone charger? Like French yes. fries? Yes. Oh, my fries, but don't at me. <laughs> She said, I'm pleased like you like, I'll let you borrow my charger, but you can't have none of my fries, man. Not happening. <laughs> right. Depends on what time during the day. You gotta like, catch me at my hangry, but she <laughs> <laughs> turned into Joe Pesci. Zeno. Yeah. Which one of these are you less likely to share with somebody? Your fries or your phone charger? Um, my phone charger, not because I'm not a given person. But because everyone has iPhones and I'm an Android guy, so I have it. Uh, we, we got we got to have a conversation about that. We got to fix <laughs> That's it. That's fair reasoning, you know? though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let's see here. Which one am I least likely to share? Am I going to cheat with my own game? I'm least likely to share neither one of these. Actually, these are like both off limits for me. Like, you want to borrow my charger? Mm, probably not. Or my daughter's already taken my charger, so I can't let you borrow it because my daughter has ran off with it. So I'll say I'm more likely to share fries with you than my phone charger. Don't act. All right. So, uh, Mark, here's the the next one here for you. All right. So. We spoke about, you know, a drink, Coke or Pepsi or whatever, but if you get ready to drink one of these, do you prefer it in a can or in a bottle? Definitely in a bottle. It just tastes fresher. Don't at me. All right, all right. Um, Zeno, yeah. what about you? So I recently took an Instagram photo of Coke in a bottle and it tasted better because more than likely, if it's in a bottle, like a glass bottle, it's not from here, it's probably from Mexico. So, bottle, don't at me. Ooh, okay, so, oh, I guess I'm in a minority on this one because I would prefer it in a can over a bottle, 
but it also depends on what you're drinking because I feel like certain wines taste better in a bottle versus certain ones in a can that taste better. But overall, I would say in a can, don't add. All right, so Marlon, we're gonna head to the, the next one here. All right, so we're not talking about necessarily the the, uh, the type of cookie, but basically the consistency of it. So which kind of cookie would you prefer? A soft cookie or a crunchy cookie? Okay, if it's the soft cookie that like is just fresh from the oven and you rip it and the chocolate is just like goofing out like a gooey, yep. that's, the, that's the one I want, don't ask me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. Zena, what about you? So which which uh, kind of cookie, the soft cookie or crunchy? Uh, I'm a soft cookie guy, but I will say, uh, and actually this goes for you too, Molly, since you're going back to London. Um, go to Marks and Spencer's and buy Hobnubs. So it's, um, it's it's well, they call it biscuits over there, but it has, um, oh my God, what is it? It's like oats. It's like oat and something else, and it's like the best cookies you've ever had. Um, but those are not soft cookies. But in general, I'll go with soft cookies, fresh from the oven, dripping gooey chocolate, just like Molly said. Don't ask me. Nice. I'll have um, to message you about those London cookies. Yes. Anything Marks and Spencer's is going to be really good. Sounds good. Look at us sharing information here. Um, <laughs> for me, yeah, um, on this one, soft or crunchy, definitely soft cookies. I don't know, it's something about that, uh, like you're talking about, where they're fresh and it's like, it's it's falling apart a little bit, but it's in a good way falling apart. So yeah, definitely soft. Slaps, yeah. Yes, yeah, slaps. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> All right, well, we we got two more here for you. Um, so the next one this deals with a little bit of you know entertainment, Adult Swim. Um, which one do you prefer, American Dad or Family Guy? Family Guy. I love Seth MacFarlane's art, and I know he went to RISD, which is just a super cool school. Yeah, just like. I haven't seen much American Dad, but I bet it's great too. But don't at me. All right, and we can't because that's the name of the game. We can't at you. You know <laughs> which one? Which one do you prefer, American Dad or Family Guy? Well, Family Guy is the OG, but American Dad I feel like is consistently funny. So, so Family Guy to me is a lot like uh, Saturday Night Live, right? You've got some segments that are just all timers, but for the most part, you kind of have to get through the dregs to get to the all timers. Whereas American Dad, like, um, it has a very, like, fixed um, A and B storyline for the episode. And, like, it just hits it out of the park. And uh, Roger, the alien, one of my yeah. favorite characters. And, mm -hmm. Or when the kid, I forget the kid's name. Steve, I think? Steve. Yeah, Steve, when, yep. when he does the musical numbers, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so, American Dad for me. Don't at me. All right. All right. So, on this one... Um... American Dad or Family Guy. Zeno, I'm gonna have to agree with you that it's American Dad. Um, Family Guy, don't get me wrong, is funny, but um, some of the thing that kind of brought Family Guy down is they use a lot of references that a lot of people may not get now. They rely too much, I guess, on pop culture references it, for the time. Um, yes, timely references. And yes. if you watch it 10 years later, it just doesn't quite hit the scene. Yeah, it doesn't wow. age that well. But American Dad, on the other hand, has been so consistently funny since the time it came on that that would be my preference that they're both great but in this instance it's american dad don't at me yeah and, and right. they're both seth mcfarland so yes so you yo, can't you can't oh, lose yeah, either way really? oh yeah. they're both seth mcfarland see yes. you're in school and me and i was gonna watch american dad right after this hey, ball. if you like, got you if you got marathon if you got, <laughs> yes if you got hulu and by the way hulu I listen do. hey if you want a sponsor here it is but anyway <laughs> hey. um if you got hulu they have 
every season of American Dad on there. So, you know, something for you to pass a little time when you have a moment. All right. So, Marley, we got the last one here for you. All right. So what is a movie that you know is bad? You know it's bad, but you love it anyway. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to say Sharknado. Guilty pleasure. Uh Watched it with my best friend. Uh, It was a slumber party. You know, wine night is but shark make a sharknado and uh and lots of food so it was a it was a great time when you've had quite some wine and quite some sangria but uh i know it's bad don't at me (laughs) it's the best kind of terrible though xeno 16 you know i'm a movie buff and you are and probably because of that i can't really think of like a like a properly bad movie that I like to watch. But if we're talking bad from like just bad script writing and all that stuff, um, it's a tie. It's between 300 and um, Fast and Furious 6. Um, 300 is so good. <laughs> for, it, had, it had one of the best trailers I've ever seen in my life. And then as far as like action set pieces, Zack Snyder is at his slow-mo best in that movie. Um, and just, just so much like, just like hype that I could forego all the bad writing with like the goat man and all that stuff. Um, Fast and Furious 6, um, it's it's like one of the best Fast and Furiouses, but the best line in it that like solidified it for me and like this, this movie's top tier is when Tyrese's character, Roman, I think it is, says, uh, they're, they're like driving, it's like one of the last set pieces in the movie. And there's this big uh, cargo plane like that they're supposed to chase. And <laughs> someone said, catch up to the plane. And Tyree said, that's not a plane, it's a planet. And I lost it. I was like, that's it. I love this movie. So yeah, those are the two. Uh, Fast and Furious 6, 300, done that. All right. We might have to talk about 300. 300 wasn't that bad when it comes to writing. And anyway, what are you watching a movie like 300 for the writing for? It's about violence and stuff getting chopped up and stuff. We got to talk about that. You're All right. right so you're right. <laughs> what is a movie that I know is bad, but I love it anyway? I've mentioned this movie on the show before, um, and I'm ashamed to say it, but I'm going to just say it. All right. This movie, Half-Baked with Dave Chappelle in it, is awful. But it's so awful that I cannot stop watching it. it the movie is preposterous. And if it comes on right now, I'm going to watch it to wherever I catch it until the end. It's terrible. It knows it's terrible. And that's what makes it great. It's half-baked. Don't at me. This weed is fantastic. But you know what else was fantastic? Playing Don't At Me with Marley right here on the Aftermath. She did a great job with that. Yes. <laughs> Appreciate it. You are now listening to The Radio Show. I, I'm not, no, okay, okay, he's got 40 in Sebo featuring E-40. I feel like that's a very lazy song title. They just put both their names together and just 40 in Sebo featuring E-40 by Sebo. You're listening to the radio show on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, so um, Marley, just to um, put a cap on this, um, we had a great conversation with you, getting to know you, your art, the way your mind works, you know, where your mind has you headed towards. And for anybody who is going to listen to your music, has listened to your music, getting to know you, uh, I feel like it's going to be a great journey seeing you as to where you're going in the future. And um, we're happy to be along for the ride and see where it's going. So definitely wish you the, nothing but the best going forward in the future. 
Thanks so much. I'm wishing you guys the best as well. I'm so excited to share with my fan base our chat and conversation. It's been so fun. Absolutely. And the door is wide open for you to come on back anytime. Just just want to add one thing. Um, so when you do make it on The Tonight Show, just be like, hey, my first uh, my first one of these was with um, uh, the radio show. And then you oh, know, yeah. just, never forget yeah, where you came ATL. from. <laughs> exactly. Yes. The radio show ATL. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, um, again, Marla, you know, we appreciate the time. Um, make sure and check her out. We've got the song Ghost that's available on all the streaming platforms, Instagram and TikTok at Music with Marley. And her website is Marley.me. Marley, thank you so much for the time. And like I said, we look forward to seeing where you're headed in your journey with your music. Thank you. Thank you. You too, guys. Take care. Yep. Have a all good right, night. Thanks. You are now listening to The Radio Show. I'm going to go on a limb here and say I don't hate the remake of Karate Kid. It's hey, not hey, that hey. bad. It's not that good either. You're listening to the radio show ATL on YouTube and all other podcast providers. All right, Zeno, we're back here on the aftermath. Just had a great conversation with Marley. So what were your takeaways from the chat with Marley? Yeah, I thought it was very interesting. Um, someone so young to have such wisdom as far as, like, you know, the, the life uh, path you know, as, as it relates to her music and all that. So that was yep. very interesting and talking about Steam concept and all that. So yeah, it was, it was cool. Nice, yes. Looking forward to seeing where she's headed with that. So she's got a song out called Ghost, you know, gotta make sure and stream that. But man, she got a lot of ambitions out there and it's, it's so just great to see that energy and that passion coming from people and hopefully that conveys out to the people who will listen and watch this and, you know, take a listen to her music and everything. But um. If you want to find out more information about Marley, the information is on the screen right here. So she's got a song out right now. It's called Ghost. That's, that's available on all the streaming platforms. So Spotify, Apple, Deezer, wherever you get your music, you can find it. Also, her EP, Awaken Eye, is available as well. She's on Instagram and TikTok at Music with Marley. That's Marley with three eyes, as you can see right there. Yeah. M-A-R-L-I-I-I. There you go. All right, and her website for all information, including uh, a way to stream that music or link you to the music is marley.me, all right? Now, flipping it, my man Zeno, he didn't come empty handed. He has this podcast as well, the ZZ Talk podcast with our homeboy Zeus, all right? Make sure and check him out on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And we also have the link to their YouTube in the podcast description as well. You know, go give them a listen because what's the, what's the three here? So it's... Um, I know it's a heavy dose of politics, but you can do it better than I can. Yeah, yeah, with, with the show with that. Two guys will talk about any and everything, including pop culture, sports, and a heavy dose of politics. Uh, you might go to our YouTube um, channel and see that we haven't put our stuff in a while. It's coming, you know? We're just stealing up, getting our, getting our stuff together, but we'll start putting out more videos, more podcasts, and uh, yeah, we can't wait to deliver that for you guys. Absolutely. And um, just to let you know, if you have not heard the ZZ Talk podcast, you're missing out because uh, it's it's a great show. Um, plenty of humor to mix in with, like Zeno said, to talk of pretty much any and everything and a lot of MCU. So if you're an MCU fan, Zeus and Zeno got you covered. And uh, we still got to have a conversation about that at some point because, yes. you know, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, make sure and give the ZZ Talk podcast some love. Oh, and then finally. If you want to be a guest on the radio show, just send us an email to radioshowinbox at gmail.com or you can send us a text 
800-1677. We look forward to hearing from you. So Zeno, man, it's good to catch up with you. You know, thank you so much for, you know, coming through and guest hosting again, man. You know, again, like I said, we can't have you enough. This your homeboy from home, so we definitely appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, it's it doesn't even feel like guest hosting anymore. It feels like like part yeah, of the you family. Just, so. just part of the family, exactly, man. So again, you know, much appreciation to that. Um, uh, give a shout out again to Marley. Great conversation. It was a great interview. And for the people who listen and watch the radio show ATL, thank you so much. We're gonna keep dropping heat all the time, every time. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you soon. Saying 300 writing was bad. I wasn't paying attention to the writing. That movie's so good, though. <laughs> like, like, no, the it, thing is, when, when you, like, think back on it, like, or, like, if you read... Okay, here it is. Like, if you try reading the movie, or, like, think of the movie as a script, you're like, mm-hmm. this is pretty dumb. <laughs> but the movie itself, as a spectacle, it's amazing. Sparta! <laughs> it's brilliant. You know, a lot of people think that making an income as a musician is easy. Most people think that you just go to a couple open mics, eventually get asked to play there, and show up and get paid. Truthfully, it is actually pretty easy to book one or two shows. But what a lot of people don't know is that there is actually quite a bit of strategy and technique that goes into playing a show if you want to get asked back as a regular and in turn get paid regularly. There are so many musicians out there who actually have the talent, they have the music catalog and great personality to play a really good show. They just haven't quite figured out the strategies and techniques to turn that one great show into regular, consistent paying gigs. I finally decided to get into gigging for the first time when I went to see a friend play a show and they were making the same amount of money playing music that weekend as I had made in a whole week at my 40 hour minimum wage job. I knew that something had to change, and even though I didn't know the tools and strategies at the time, I knew that I had all the capability of playing a live show and getting paid for it. If you are a musician, you are probably way more capable of turning that into a fuller part-time income than you even realize. Imagine how amazing it would be to quit your job or cut back and be able to make money playing music, literally a dream come true. Make Music Make Money is a course to teach you the tools and strategies that I use to make thousands of dollars playing live music for over 100,000 people all across the US. Listen, you don't need a booking manager, you don't need fancy equipment, and you don't even need a social media following. I was making a full-time income playing live music with very minimal equipment and less than 2,000 followers, and I break down exactly how I did it. The course is automated, so you can move through it at your own pace, and it breaks everything down from who to reach out to and what to say to even get a gig, to how to structure the show to keep people engaged, and how to follow up afterwards to make sure you land that regular weekly or monthly paying gig. This podcast is supported by Make Music Make Money, and all listeners get 30% off the course for a very limited time. But you have to act now because that offer definitely won't last. Give it a try and see why musicians all over are learning how to make music and make money. There is even a 30-day money-back guarantee. You really can't lose. So click the link below in the description to get started today.